I learned it during yoga um, teacher training. And it was like, okay, you're like walking down the street and you fall into a manhole. <laughs> okay. Like I know, but like, is this really going to happen? No, but just like roll with me. Okay. So you walk into the, you fall into the same manhole and you're like, oh shit, you get yourself out, you climb back out and then you come out and then you like, so then the next day you're walking down the stream street because it's the route to work and you fall in again. And it's like, fuck, I knew that manhole was there. I shouldn't, I could have easily gone around it. Why did I do that? Okay. And so then the next day pulls up, you walk down. And then this time you've learned, you're like, I've done it twice. I now I'm looking for it. I recognize that it's something I can do this, like this um, error that I can make. And so now instead of falling into the manhole, I'm going to walk around it. And that's the same thing as with different behavioral patterns. Like it's so easy for us to fall into the same habit or the same reaction or the same response, or even just the same thought pattern that we've done in the past or that same action that we've done in the past, that this gives us an opportunity to take a step back, to evaluate, to be able to incorporate what we're learning in order to prevent us from doing it in the future. And so these are kind of lessons or even some changes, behavioral changes that I've incorporated within the last um, six months that I thought might be useful for all of you to hear as well. Welcome to the Meeting Your Soul podcast. I'm Fair, your host, and today's episode is all about the spiritual lessons I've learned thus far in 2023. I'm only going to share five with you, but there are plenty of lessons that keep just reappearing, magically reappearing time and time again. And I know when that's the case, that's because I haven't learned my lesson quite yet. And they're going to, the universe will drill that in until it is firmed up and synced with my soul to the point that I will never make that mistake again. (laughs) And I think we always have these opportunities and opportunities to grow, to be able to really become the best version of who we are meant to be in this particular moment. But it's about integrating these lessons and really taking these challenges and things that these like stumbling blocks as an opportunity to move forward, to grow, to be who we are meant to be in this moment. And that's not to say we're finished products at any point in time, but I think that there's these kind of um, milestones that we can even celebrate on as we don't continue the same behavior. We change that programming. We change that thought pattern. It can be super simple, but can make a world of a difference and kind of just that satisfaction of knowing that we're not falling into that same manhole that we were before. There was this one, I learned it during yoga um, teacher training. It was like, okay, you're like walking down the street and you fall into a manhole. <laughs> okay. Like I know, but like, is this really going to happen? No, but just like roll with me. Okay. So you walk into the, you fall into the same manhole and you're like, oh shit, you get yourself out, you climb back out and then you come out and then you like, so then the next day you're walking down the stream street cause it's the route to work and you fall in again. And it's like, fuck, I knew that manhole was there. I shouldn't, I could have easily gone around it. Why did I do that? Okay. And so then the next day pulls up, you walk down. And then this time you've learned, you're like, I've done it twice. I now I'm looking for it. I recognize that it's something I can do this, like this um, error that I can make. And so now instead of falling into the manhole, I'm going to walk around it. And that's the same thing as with different behavioral patterns. Like it's so easy for us to fall into the same habit or the same reaction or the same response, or even just the same thought pattern that we've done in the past or that same action that 
we've done in the past, that this gives us an opportunity to take a step back, to evaluate, to be able to incorporate what we're learning in order to prevent us from doing it in the future. And so these are kind of lessons or even some changes, behavioral changes that I've incorporated within the last um, six months that I thought might be useful for all of you to hear as well. So let's jump in. First one, stay ready. Okay, so I, as most of you guys know, I have a few different avenues of business that I do. I teach yoga, I'm a life coach, and then I also um, am a full-time real estate agent. So on top of uh, all of these other things that I do, kind of these um, other paths, I also run a full business. I have like, yeah, no, I like really do like run a pretty successful real estate business um, in Seattle. I'm not like loaded or like sell a million homes or anything like that, but I do well. And so, and it, I have enough clients that I'm generating revenue and that I'm able to stay afloat. And that is really my main source of income. So I definitely am very focused on that on top of being a single mom as well. So I have all of that. And then, you know, I do try to incorporate a social life to some extent um, when I can, but that these other things, my career, you know, definitely takes priority because obviously it pays the bills. Um, but on top of that, like I mentioned, I also teach yoga. I teach quite a few classes a week and and then I also have coaching clients that I work with on a weekly basis as well. So I have all of these different things, these balls I'm constantly juggling. And it's really easy for me to kind of lose touch with those like just to get to get in the day to day grind of it all that I'm like sometimes lose that you know, even the drive or the motivation to grow, to be able to continue to learn, to um, continue to like move the needle forward in some other areas or projects that I'm working on. And, you know, I have some other things that I really want to delve into, but, you know, it's sometimes I just get lost in the fact that I'm just doing everything else that I need to on a day-to-day basis in order to operate. And one thing that I've learned this year though, is like doing something is better than doing nothing. So like, even if I'm not completing, cause I like get kind of hyper-focused and I like drive, like if, <laughs> if I have a project I'm working on, I'm one of those people that I will just sit down and I like, it, it can take me hours, honestly, but I will get it done. I will just like focus in and I like complete the task and I can still do that on some things, but some things aren't meant to do in like 24 hours. Like some things like I want to work on it for a few hours this day. I'm going to work on it for a few hours the next day. Um, a week may elapse and then I might work on it again, you know, and like I'm gathering more information. I'm reflecting. I may be connecting with different people. I'm just like working towards my goals. And I think just that like tedious practice or even just that reminder of continuing to make individual steps instead of just putting it completely on the back burner or like burning out because I'm trying to do everything all at once, that I'm still progressing, that I'm still still moving forward, that I'm still very much aligned and focused on my goals and what I'm working towards and all of the different facets of my life, but that I can, I don't have to do it all at once. And I think that that's like this concept of like staying ready, like continuing to hone my craft, to be able to continue to listen to different podcasts, to continue to read, to continue to grow in that way, to be able to evolve, to keep becoming better at what I do in each arena is really important for me because that's just a passion of mine and is something that I take pride in. And I also want to be able to be giving the same, the right service and like 
the giving back to the people that I'm working with and my clients in the best way possible, my students and also the people around me. And so like giving myself the opportunity to regroup, to be able to stay ready in like my spiritual practices, to um, continue to meditate, to continue my yoga practice, to write in my gratitude journal, to be able to do all of these things that help fuel me so that I'm able to keep the momentum and really to be able to stay centered and connected and rooted into who I am so that when I show up in all of these other areas of my life that I'm doing in the most authentic and wholesome way possible and coming from the whole of who I am versus just getting little spurts of it here and there because I'm running ragged you know I'm just running myself too thin so step one always recognizing that it is important to do a little bit rather than none and so like I have a journal that I like I have like actually I have an agenda like a straight up like old school like written agenda that I use every single day swear to god every day I like write down every single to-do list that I do and I actually look at it on Sunday night I organize all the things I have coming up that week I write in all of my check-ins things to follow up on and then I even write in the future like follow up with blah 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 about this on this day you know and then or I'm like start working on newsletter complete by newsletter by this day send out on this day like I really do like write out all of these things because again, like taking little chunks of time and order time blocking is huge for me. So, and that's because if I spend my mornings doing X, Y, Z, then my afternoons, I know like, okay, but then at this point in time, I'm switching gears and I'm going to focus completely on that task. And that keeps me going. Like, I really do feel like I feel accomplished. I feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm really like living out my true purpose because I'm able to allocate times and sections of my day for it. So I don't feel like I'm getting pulled in five different million directions every moment of every day, which is very easily done. And obviously there's things, there's emergencies that come up out of nowhere, but like if I have these times section off, that's a lot more easy. It's a lot easier for me to just keep it all on track. And again, slowly progress. Okay, second lesson um, is really just to keep the faith. Like, so then as someone who's always kind of doing all of these different things, like sometimes when something starts to slow down, you know, where our attention goes, our energy flows. So like, if I'm not, if I'm not giving energy to all of the different avenues, like if something starts to slow down, I'm like, oh shit, like I haven't done anything with that, you know? Or like, and then it's so easy to be like, well, should I really even keep doing it? Like this podcast, like, should I really continue to do this podcast? It fuels me though. I actually have so much fun recording these and I do, I know that people are watching and that I'm getting good feedback from it. So I know that it's useful in a way and I'm, it's my way to serve. So like if that means a lot to me, because I want to be able to share this knowledge that I've accumulated over the last 10 years and also just to share my story and what I'm going through to be able to connect with people on a deeper level than just like a little clip that's on Instagram, you know, or a photo of me and my fits, which I do love my little fit things because they just bring me joy. And I do love fashion and style. And I think it's a great way of cre um, creatively expressing yourself, but I digress. But nonetheless, I do think that there's these avenues where we could easily just like discard them and be like, meh, I'm not going to do this anymore. And, you know, one of my other lessons is that letting go is okay. But I think having a goal in mind of what you want to accomplish and like even like and completing it, like as simple as that, just like do what you say you're going to do. Like if you say you're going to do like you want to do something, 
fucking go get after it. Like go do that thing. And like, yeah, it might be complicated. It might be difficult. There's definitely going to be some snags. Like you're going to trip, you're going to fall. You're going to like straight up, like be looking up and be like, why did I ever, why did I agree to do this again? And that's going to happen. Like, let's be real. That, that probably will like 99% possibility that you're going to have a moment like that pursuing anything in life. But is anything like if it was really easy, would we really appreciate it at the end of it? And I think the reason why we're guided to do certain things and why we're guided internally to have this like little fire, this little light that shines through and points in the right direction is because those things are there to help us learn. They are literally designed to be able to teach us a lesson in, in that particular path. And if we didn't experience that hang up, then we would have never learned the lesson. We would have never been able to grow. And it can be super simple as in like me creating a more streamlined way to be able to record these or even like using AI to like pull clips and like add them into social media so they're easier for me to share. Like if I wasn't doing this, if I wasn't exercising this, I would have never learned that. Um, And then you think of like even within relationships, like for me to be able to, you know, pursue dating again, I have to simply get out there. Like I just have to date, you know, is what comes down to it. I have to spend time with other people. I have to like be able to like hang out and like allocate energy towards that part of my life. And, you know, is every guy going to be great? No. But like, if I'm not even pursuing, if I'm not even attempting it, then how would I like, why would I expect a different result? I can't try to accomplish something that I don't actually put in any energy into doing. And I think that that's really what jumps out of sometimes is that you are trying, like, if you don't try, then I can guarantee you're not going to get it. So at least like continue to try. And if you come up against like something that's not working out, like instead of using it as like a block or like a brick wall that you're running up against, like, <laughs> Well, like, what is it? Gosh, what's his name? David Goggins. He's <laughs> this isn't funny, but this just reminds me of him because it was like so intense. But he was like, David Goggins was like, if you're in a brick house and the house is on fire and there's no windows and there's no doors, what do you do? And it was like, there's, you know, and for me, I was like, well, fuck, what do you do? You know, I was like a little lost. Like, I've, I haven't been in that situation, thank God. But I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. And so I was trying to think of it. And then he was like, you fucking break through the wall. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was like, David Goggins. Are we surprised? Are we surprised? If you don't know David Goggins, look him up. He's a Marine. And he has accomplished so much. I actually read his book. And he is fascinating because of all, like, he really was at a point in his life where he was just, like, kind of living in a mediocre, like, whatever, doing what he could was really overweight and just like was really unhappy but like in with himself and there came a point where like he just like ran up against something he was like I don't want to live this life anymore and it shifted and he like has overcome so many fucking trials like and he's done things that humanly no one even would imagine possible and it's all about this pursuit of excellence but also the pursuit of his mind to recognize that your mind can play tricks on us and it can tell you you can't do something but if you move past that if you try to find the way there's a really high likelihood that you will so like always look again if so if you come up against an obstacle or you come up against something that's just not working out the way that you thought it was going to taking a step back 
and really trying to find another, uh, taking in a different approach, recalibrating, like, okay, that didn't work, like, shit, okay, well, what if I did this, like, well, well, that didn't work either, like, okay, like, let's try this, and, like, again, maybe those little, like, alternate, those detours are designed to be able to help you learn, to help you grow, and that that's actually the end result of where you end up is exactly where you were meant to be, and you would have never gotten there if you hadn't taken these other paths before. So keep the faith, never give up hope, like on so many different levels, never, ever, 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 ever give up hope. Whatever you feel in your heart is truly meant to be, like, and no matter how much time it takes to get there, I truly hope that you continue to pursue it. And again, it doesn't have to be everything, like I'm a little obsessive, so like I go, I really go in, but like knowing that it doesn't have to happen all at once to have patience, to be able to be open to the process, to be able to open up to everything that the universe has to give you and the blessings that come along with that as well as those lessons and those moments of growth. And that I truly believe that whatever you is meant for you will never pass you. So like, it just isn't supposed to happen yet. And I'm very impatient. So I feel you on so many levels where I'm just like, fuck, I'm just deuces. Like I'm done. I'm done. But there's sometime it is a point to all of it. Well, there's always a point to all of it. So trusting yourself, trusting your intuition and wherever it's guiding you and knowing that if it's not instant, if it's not right away, to keep the faith and to keep going because it might be better than what you ever even dreamed possible. And that's the beauty of life. So, okay. Third lesson. Oh wait, my other little, <laughs> my other note that I wrote for that one, stay prayed up. Listen to your heart. Keep praying, keep connecting, keep connecting to the source within you, asking for guidance, asking for direction, and you'll get there. I do. I believe that. Okay. Third, I can't control how others perceive me. Oh my gosh, this has been coming up. So, sorry, that's just, that's really how I feel about that one. <laughs> I cannot control how others perceive me. I, and even within social media, within my friend groups, within my family, you know, I try to be a really good person. I really try to be a good person. And, and some, it's almost to a fault that I want to be seen or perceived as kind and thoughtful and reassuring and motivational and like positive and all the things, you know, and recognizing that I am not perfect. I make mistakes. I take, I make bad decisions sometimes, you know, like I'm really in tune with my intuition and I really do trust spirit and where it guides me. So that is like truly what, how I live my life on a day-to-day -day basis. And and it's been such a blessing because I feel like it's really helped me just stay on track and to keep the faith and to stay on, um, you know, to stay on course. But at the same time, I can't, what matter, like how I perceive myself is what's most important. How I view who I am as a person is what's most important. And for years, my mantra was my worth is not dependent on how others view me because that was a major struggle of mine. And even now it's like, I want people to like me. I want people to, um, to see me as a kind, generous person. And I'm sassy as fuck though. I won't lie to you guys. I am a little sassy. I have these moments where I like... I'm like, God, they probably think this about me, you know, or, oh, I posted that. Oof, people are probably going to talk a little shit <laughs> or like, 
I said this in front of someone. God, why did I say that? I totally put my foot in my mouth. Like, ugh. Like, you know, and again, these are where spiritual practices are so important so that I'm able to be synced up and that I'm really able to be a conduit for the divine. That's truly how I try to live my life on a day-to-day basis. Um, but you know, that's not always the case. I have off days. Like I have days where like, I'm just like all over the place or in an actuality, I could do everything right. And people could still fucking hate me. They could still decide that no matter what I said, that I'm being selfish, that I'm inconsiderate, that I'm self-absorbed, whatever, like in all honesty, they can make up a million fucking stories about who I am as a person. And I have no control over that. All I have control over is how I respond, how I react and how I show up. And, you know, I had this yoga student that said this really rude statement, rude comment to me, but it was like, and everyone around was just like, oh shit, did he really just say that? And he loves my glasses. He comes all the time. And I don't think he even really thought about it as like something that might've been deemed as rude. And I just like laughed and I totally brushed it off and was like, and I like kind of rebuttaled it a little bit, but like went around it. And, and afterwards I was like, I always want to tell you what it was, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that song? It doesn't matter. The rock is at the rock. Anyways. Okay. Sorry. That's what came to mind when I just said that. But, um, and then I was like, fair, you're so ridiculous, but nonetheless, back to the serious notion of what I'm trying to say here is that, and even like, I have certain people in my life that like we've lost touch and like, they just are annoyed by me, you know? And I think I trigger people in weird ways and I, you know, I'm receptive to hear their feedback and their thoughts. And I definitely don't want to like chase anyone away from my life, especially people that have been in my life for a long time. Like I love people. I really do love so much, but At the same time, if you don't like who I am in this moment, or I trigger you, or I just like you, we don't jive anymore, then like, that's it, you know? And if you want to give me your feedback on like why that's the case, or if you want to mend our relationship in some way in order to reconnect with me, then like, yeah, like, let's go. Like, but also like, I don't have to be friends with everybody and, and people, and some people really are only meant to be in your life for a season and for a period of time. And then they're not meant to be in your life anymore. And I really trust that if I'm being authentic and truly who I am, then the right people are going to continue to gravitate towards me. And I'm going to magnetize that. I am, you know, I think I've heard this, you know, people have said this, like, I'm kind of rare in the fact that I'm really close friends with a lot of people I've known my entire life, you know, from elementary school on. And I'm grateful for those friendships because they've seen every phase of me, you know, they've known me throughout all of the years. And if we've continued to be close and that, and, you know, and throughout all of that, that's not just like a friend, that's a family person, the family member to me, that's truly how I view them. And, and through all of the things I've been through in the last couple of years and all the shifts that I've made, I've recognized like, if you're not synced up with this version of me, like this is the truest version of me. Like this is me without any layers on. This is me just like keeping it so real that if that's not what you like, then like maybe who you liked before was just like a version of me that I once was and that I was, I, that characters, that characteristics that I possessed or that benefited you at that time or the bet that had a mutual benefit for both of us. But then now at this point in our lives, we're just in different places and that's not necessarily the case anymore. Do I wish them any ill will? Never. 
never, you know, like I truly care about people and I want the best for anyone that's in my life. Honestly, I want the best for a fucking stranger. Like I want everyone to be living their best life in every single way that possible. I really do because like the more, there's so much for all of us to experience. So I always want everyone to be able to be in their most, the fullest expression of themselves. But if that's not how that person sees me or they start to see me as something else because I'm not who I once was or they think that I am, you know, extra or whatever it is. Like, it's not like, I'm not, it's out of my control. And like, and honestly, whatever version that they've created of me in their head, they're going to find evidence to support that no matter what I say or do. So I'm, I, I recognize the need to be able to be receptive to other people's input, especially people that have been in my life for a long time that I care about, that I love, that I respect. But at the same time, like, I know I'm being in my, in my power. And if that triggers you, then what does that say about you versus me? If I am saying the truth of what I really feel with no intent, ill intent to hurt anybody and I'm no malice and true kindness and not even in criticism, but just like if I'm just speaking from my heart and truth and that rubs you the wrong way, then like, I'm so sorry, but like we're not driving for some reason and I'm not really sure why, but that's okay. And like, and then again, it might be a conversation and then the next time I see him, it's all good. I'm an empath though. So I feel people very deeply. Um, so when I'm around someone and I am rubbing them the wrong way multiple times, and then they start to judge me or like they even just start making up this story about me in their head and they start treating me poorly because of it. I will not tolerate that. I just won't. I just will remove myself from the situation because I don't need to be subject to that. And then also like, it's okay not to be liked by everyone. It's okay to not have to maintain friendships that really just have expired in some way. So my other lesson, I can't control how other people perceive me. And there's been so many different times this year where I've run up against this and I'm just like trying to be so kind and compassionate to myself and to the people around me while also staying in my power to also recognize my worth, to be able to not let their version of me change who I am and my version of myself that I've spent so much time and energy evolving into. And that the people that are calling to, that are reaching out that I am just like fully connecting with on a very deep and loving level, that those are the people that are meant to be in my life at this point in time. And I'm going to trust that that's going to be the case. And if I, if you perceive me as anything other than who I truly am, then you're creating an image of me versus me creating an image. Like you're putting up filters. I actually don't even use fucking filters, but you're like on Instagram or anything. But like, if you're creating a filter of me that has a negative light that's shining on it, I'm not going to try to change that. And again, I think that when you have true friends, you have people that truly love you and support you, that they're going to talk to you about it. They're going to be upfront. They're going to open up that wound in whatever way it is in order to heal it. And that can only happen when it's, you know, exposed to air and the light and it's being able to talk about things in a really honest and loving way to be able to move forward as a unit, you know, as a friendship, as a relationship, whatever, what have you. And I trust that those people are present for those reasons. And I nothing but love, but I do keep it really real. And I do. And this year I've also been trying to be better about like standing up for myself 
and not allowing people to trample over me and not to like, instead of, if I like rub someone the wrong way, not for me to like shudder and for me to change who I am in order to accommodate whatever makes them feel more comfortable. And again, empaths. So I can do that. But I recognize that that's not really benefiting anybody because that's putting a false image of me into the world and into that person's eyes. And then that's probably, you know, is reiterating who they think that I am, even if it's not me, it's just the version of me that they feel comfortable with. And that's definitely not who I am anymore. And I'm really okay with that. And I'm like, and being in my power to be able to stand up, to say what I want, to show that sassier, more dominant side of me. I'm a very dominant female, you know? You can thank my mother. Uh, if you ever met Joanne, you know she's not one to be <laughs> fucked around with. She's the kindest, most like sweetest soul in the world too. But she's a force and I'm a force. And sometimes I forget that because I really do. I want harmony. But at the same time, that's not at the detriment of my own self-worth, my own power. Like I don't need, you don't need to be less than to make someone feel more than. And I'm really trying to sync up with people that are in their power, that are in their worth, so that we can just meet each other where we're at instead of one person feeling like they need to falter back in order to make space for the other. Um, and that recognizing that both there's enough space in, um, around both of us to be able to shine brightly. Okay. Hold on. One last thing. Oh, this is the last thing I'm going to say about that. As much as I'm recognizing I can't change the stories in other people's head. Woo, Lordy. Paying attention to the stories I make about other people. Mm. So it goes both ways. It is easy. It is so easy. And I, I challenge you I, in the, the most kind way possible. But like I challenge you to really notice when something goes on or something occurs or someone says something or they don't respond to your text or they don't call you back or something like that. If your mind doesn't drift off into this like, oh, they hate me. They don't like me anymore. Or, oh, that person, they, they think I'm dumb. They, like, usually your insecurities start to perk up and like bounce its little head out of the water and like look around. But it's like those stories that we're making up about ourselves are just as powerful as facts sometimes. When you, If I'm making up a story about someone within and why they did something, is that truth? Or is that the perception that I've created in my head based off my own narrative? It is key in order to be able to really making assumptions, taking things personally is so easy. But when we do that, we're actually not even giving the person the chance to be able to state really how they felt or what was going on within them and their mind or why they did something because we've already filled in the gaps for them. And that's a dangerous path to walk along because there's going to be a lot of fucking roots sticking out of there that like, or rocks that are just going to be out that we've th literally thrown into our path because of the stories that we've made it. Brene Brown always talks about that. I've read a few of her books and she always talks about like, the story she like whenever she's like has a difficult conversation and leaning into vulnerability the story i'm making up about this is this and like being really okay with sharing that with someone like hey i made up this story that you didn't answer your phone because you hate me and you think i'm lame and you don't want to hang out with me anymore that's a story like straight up story i've made up 
And then I like will think about it. I'm like, that's not even true. Like, why are you making this up? There can be a million other things. And people are more often than not really ever even like that concerned about other people. Like they're doing their own thing. And so like just being like receptive to and have and gaining a heightened awareness around the stories that you're making up within your mind about other people and the actions and why they're doing certain things to be able to just like, again, don't fall back into the manhole take a step back, recognize you're doing it and address it. Like, and that so much can strengthen a friendship or a relationship is to be like, Hey, why did you do this? Or why did you say this? Or like, Hey, that made me feel uncomfortable. Like, can we talk about that really quick? And so quickly it can dissipate and literally just like evaporate into nothing after it's addressed. But if you never address it, if you never really talk about it, then it's like, it's really easy for us to get looped in and to create a narrative around that, that really prevents us that can really even fracture a relationship or a friendship when it didn't need to. And how often does that happen? So story, the story I'm making up in my mind is I, I, yeah, I encourage you to use that the next time it comes up be able to forge a, you know, a relationship or conversation with someone in your life. If you are making up a story and to be able to be brave enough, you know, it takes a bit of courage to be able to have that conversation, but to be able to do so in order to move past it and then it can be gone, you know, then it, you, we can all move on. And then maybe they even had a story that they're making up as well. And now it's cleared up all of that gunk that didn't really need to be there in the first place. Okay. That's my third lesson. Fourth lesson, appreciate every moment. Oh, as like, I talk about this all the time. It's so easy. It's so common to just like get lost in it, you know, lost in the grind, the day to day that like even moments, like I'll lay with my baby girl and she'll be, she started getting freckles and I like really wanted her to have my freckles. And I was laying next to her and she was like falling asleep on me. We're watching a movie. We do Friday night movies and she's sleeping. And I was just looking at her face and I was like, she's getting freckles. And I was just like, almost cry. I'm like such a sap. I like, so almost started crying. And I was like, this is so special. Like there'll never be another time. Like there never been this moment ever again. You know, you can't recreate the moment as much as we try to, it's never, it's always unique. It's always an individual thing and like appreciating it, finding gratitude for every single second is so essential in order to enjoy your fucking life. Like to really be able to be present to what's going on in front of you, to recognize all of this is occurring for a reason, to be able to get out of your fucking head, to be able to be in what's going on around you and to have a sense of appreciation for what is like, this is like this moment as it is, will never be like, will occur again. So like, what can I appreciate? What can I learn from it? What can I grow from it? What can I, what can I have fun? Like, how can I have, find some joy in it? The purity of what's going on in front of me. And that simple thing alone makes such a difference in your perspective, into what's like your conversations to just really be wherever you are with a sense of, um, hope of gratitude, of love, and just open and receptivity to what's going on around you to really just like open yourself up to the world of possibility and, um, magic that just like wants to pour into you. And it's there. It's always there. It's always accessible for aware of it. So that's my fourth lesson. That's something that I've been really working hard to do. Cause it's like I said, like I just, I'll be like driving. I'll be thinking about a million things, all the things I need to do. And 
you know, then I'm like, take a step back. What am I grateful for? Like looking in the back seat at my daughter, like having her look at me and be like, hi, mommy, can we listen to my song? Or her like singing songs in the back seat. It's like one of my favorite things to do. So even in these like mundane moments of life, the like, there can be something special that we can like pull from, you know, and, or even looking outside to appreciate the beauty of the light and the way it's hitting or the clouds and the forming of like the skies, the sunsets, like there's always something that can be appreciated in every single moment if we look for it. And that's, that is really where I think joy and passion and love resides. So I invite you to go there every time, every chance you can. <laughs> At least I know I do. Okay. My final lesson that I've really like, feel like I've really tried to incorporate this year is <laughs> letting go is a part of the process. Oh, uh, I make these sounds. <laughs> My daughter just though she's like, I was like, mm. and she's like, mommy, what does mm mean? What's that? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, she called me out because I don't let her. I always say, like, use your words. Um, and I make a lot of sounds. Idiot. Letting go is a part of the process. I like when I set my mind to something, I want to do it. And one of my girlfriends was like, you're doing a lot. Like maybe you should like scale back in this and maybe in this. And, and maybe that can give you like a little bit more space, like open up some space for you to be able to work on these other projects. And I was like, well, I can't give up this because if I stop doing this, then I'm going to, then I lose this. And like, it came into this like slightly scarcity mindset that like, Oh, like if I stop giving so much, I'm not going to receive anything. But like recognizing that like sometimes it's not about giving more, it's about creating space to be able to welcome, to receive more, to receive more support from outside, to be able to receive more contributions of energy, of time from other people or, um, you know, relationships that you've built, but you've helped fill that created, but to like be able to open up the door to be able to see what that person wants to give back to you. You know, like I, I just underestimate sometimes this, that I feel like I always have to give, give, give that like, sometimes I need to just sit back and to let it in. And so much of that can only occur if I'm allowing that to actually happen. Like if I, if, like I was listening to this one other podcast about femininity and it's like allowing a man to be a man, you know, to, instead of jumping in to be able to offer a solution, like taking a step back and letting them figure it out. What a concept ladies, right? Like let them figure it out. Do I need to pick up all the glass on the ground? No, there's like 10 other fucking people in here. They can do that. Like, do I need to open the door every single time for every person around me? No. Sometimes I can let go of control and I can let someone else take care of me. And that's something I'm really working on. And I'm getting so many lessons in that. I can't even describe to you all of these opportunities for me this to really get drilled in for a little Miss Fair over here. But that making space to be able to letting go is such a spiritual practice and it takes so much trust. It takes so much faith. And like that trust factor is so that's the, that's that missing linchpin that I'm like really trying to lean into is the trust element of it. If I don't do it, I trust that it will be done. 
do I? Not always. Not really. Not really. <laughs> but I'm working on it. You know, like, again, these are lessons that I'm like incorporating, that I'm learning, that I'm having, I'm butting up against time and time again. And I recognize that they are reappearing constantly as an opportunity for me to change that pattern, to change, to walk around the manhole. Then instead of falling into the same habit, thought pattern of action, of relationship dynamic, that there is an opportunity here for me to be able to shift for me to change. And the only way I change is if I change, stop doing something. And I recognize with, with letting go, I can only really, I can like, like I'm a little bit of a hoarder, like with my clothes and stuff. And it's like, I can only make space for more things in my closet or really even appreciate all the things I have in my closet when I get rid of the things that no longer serve me. Like if I have like 20,000 pairs of shoes, I don't by any means, but if I have all these pairs of shoes, like it's almost like overwhelming to even be able to see what shoes I have or like outfits or clothes, you know, like if I go through my closets, like packed to the gills, it's like, okay, I can't even really see things. Like sometimes I'll like pull out, I'm like, oh shit, I even forgot. I forgot this was in here because it was like tight, packed like tight so bad, but it's like giving that to someone else that can appreciate it. Like I just donated a bunch of clothes to Catherine's place down in California or in Tacoma that gives back to like women that are entering the workforce place and getting back onto their feet. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's like, give back, you know, let go of some things in order to share those blessings with other people to be able to let go of, you know, a partnership with someone of like that I'm giving time and energy to that's just really not serving either one of us in order to give back to myself and again to make space for something new and it just I think there's always a sense of grief that comes along with letting go there's always a sense of um fear even at least for me that like something I'm not going to have anything to replace it or what if I want to use that again or you know what there's a million stories or what have you you know there's a million things that we can come up with but like trusting yourself trusting the universe trusting the process and recognizing that this is just one step closer further towards the ultimate the other that new thing that you're striving for and you know i'm constantly talking about how i'm being ready that i'm opening up these other doors that i'm growing myself in so many other areas but if i'm not letting go of some other things then like how do i really truly move into that next stage because there's always going to be like six windows open and like there's too much of like a win I'm just rolling with that but like there's too much going on that I'm not able like I'm too, I'm still chilled from the outside that like to be able to close it all to like fully close that chapter gives us permission to be fully present and like you know pay attention to what's going on in front of us all right those are the lessons that I feel like I've been incorporating, that I've been learning. I hope this has been useful for you. I truly um, thank you for listening, for being here, for listening in and sharing this with me. Um, this podcast is truly a labor of love. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's something a way for me to be able to share my experiences, to share my story and what I'm you know, experiencing in my life and how I'm trying to overcome these objectives that, you know, keep reappearing <laughs> truly in the most conscious and loving way possible so that I can continue to grow 
as an individual, as a mother, as a friend, as a partner in every, every area of my life. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. I love you already. If you have any questions about uh, working with me, you can catch up my website, um, coachingwithfarah.com. If you want to follow along with my journey where I share a lot of tips and tools and little short clips of my life, um, follow me on Instagram. I'm at Ferrachino, F-E-R-R-A-H-C-H-I-N-O. And yeah, I'd love to be able to connect with you. Feel free to email me as well, coachingwithfarah.com or coachingwithfarah at gmail.com. That's my email. (laughs) Uh, I will talk to you later. Thank you so much. Bye.